push record and then we can start the show. All right. Are you, would you like to start the show? Yeah. Oh, yes. Allergies. Yeah. It's, really it's not. It is. We. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Welcome to our show. We. This is a show. What we have when we and we do a show when there's some patrons and then there's a group and you're in the I'm in the group you're in the group we're in the group together hey um hey dimu and you can have a book and a mug at heydimu.com and um a t-shirt if you want to put a t-shirt on you should wear a shirt unless it's too hot then take it off but neeks says that it's never too hot for a t-shirt it's not if I'm walking down the street and I can see a man walking down the street just walking around without a shirt on, I'm like, if I can wear a shirt around the streets every day, so can you. Because you get What if hot. it was me? I love walking around shirtless. I'll still say that. It's never too hot for a shirt, Adam. You can yeah. do it, but, but I can't do that. It's annoying. That I'd get arrested if I did that. That's crazy. Arrested? Indecent exposure. It's nudity. Mm. I can't even put my nipples on the internet. Yeah, I can't put my nipples on Instagram. Is that only if... Is it, do you only get arrested if people don't like what it looks like? Is it maybe if it's malicious? Maybe if I'm malicious. doing malicious tits flopping. Malicious titting. I'm like... Yeah. And everyone's getting upset. Whoa. <laughs> like everyone's getting really That's upset extreme. about it. extreme. They're like, whoa, you're going to hurt yourself with those. <laughs> you need to stop jumping around. <laughs> you know? The weekend is too short, says Red Wolf. It's short-statured. Every day. <laughs> it's a short-statured weekend. My name's not weekend. I think it's all right if you have your shirt off in public, as long as you're not doing it because you're like, it's just too hot for this. <laughs> it's just too hot for this. It's is like, it? Mm, it might not be. But what if you like me? Because sometimes on a hot day, I'll wear a hoodie and no T-shirt it's underneath because I like, I like to do, do, do that. that? I don't do that. Do Doesn't you get it a get t-shirt? stinky? Yes. Yeah. Like it, it's a, a whole thing wearing a jump with that t shirt, Anthony. Yeah, it's a different mm. type of sweaty. Mm. Different type. Fleece. Yeah. Mm. It's not right. I need to put my arm through there. I need to just need to get comfortable. You've done something here and I'm very upset. Well, what I need to do is I need to put this table that way and then I need to prop this up on something or get a camera on a stand. Brisbane is in a lockdown. Really? Three day lockdown from 5pm. Oh shit. Whoa. Don't go to Maslin's car park then. He goes there. I go there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to talk me into going soon. I'm going to go one day. You will. It's fun. Yeah. I've never been in the ocean naked. Oh my god. Never? I don't think so. I don't think I've been in there. Only, uh, look, not fully naked, just like gotten shoulder deep and then um, dropped my dax down to poo in the ocean. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because you just needed to go? So bad. Wow. So bad. Was it other people around? Yes. Like how many? <laughs> my friend. My friend Ryan. Who was like, I think Ryan was one of my first crushes. We had like a real bromance uh-huh. and um, I just wanted to like be with Ryan all the time. Yeah. And so his mum would take him to the beach a lot. And so we'd go to Moana Beach a lot. And then um, I needed to go. And so I did. did and he was like, doing? what are you doing? We were just like, we would just hang out in the water for like hours and hours and hours. And like, yeah. you know, like just like sitting on a bodyboard, just like just sitting there for ages and ages and ages. And he was like, what are you doing? 
You're like, why? Because I must have had a weird look on my face or something. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. Shut up. <laughs> nothing. I'm not doing anything. Shut up. And then... I'm so weirded out by and this story. And then my turd floated by him. He was like, oh, my God. Is that you? It's like, it was me. So it was solid. Yeah, yeah, my, brother, my brother did that one. A solid one? In the water. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> I was not happy about it. Yeah. Paris, was, periscope I was just went like, down. There's so many people here. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. I mean, fish poo in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> people <And> don't. <laughs> we came from the water, so. Did we, though? Yeah, maybe. I have to, I have to wipe my nose. I'll yeah. be right back. Piss off. I have to do it. Bugger off then. Get out of here. I am. We're going to talk about things without you. Well, this is a breakup episode because breakups happen all the time. They do. They're happening right now. They're happening right now. Somebody is being broken up with mm. and they're really upset. I used to have a boyfriend who would break up with me every weekend. Why every weekend? To Why? go and hook up with girls yeah. or something. Yeah. And then when I was like... And you'd go back with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was damaged. Mm. And then he damaged me a little bit more. Um, but yeah, he would break up with me every Friday mm. and then come crawling back Sunday night. Wow. Yeah. He had that kind of hold over me. It was really sad. I mean, it, it's funny mm. how we can just forget about things that are toxic yeah just for the sake of our comfort yes yes because mm. i didn't like change and i wanted mm. to hold on to something so bad mm. even though it was so bad for me i didn't ever but when it finally ended it was very passionate and like sad and mm. like even though we were horrible for each other mm. like terrible um yeah it was weird that i just kept going back mm. you shut that door shut it good yeah. Closed it like my heart. <laughs> like after your first breakup. Come on, sit down. <laughs> okay. <I'm> just like, <laughs> We're waiting for you. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> oh, it's hard for me. The fish will eat your poo, don't worry. <laughs> fish will eat it? <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking about breakups. They eat it, they did. Demo? Yeah. You paying attention? I'm trying. That's dark. <sighs> Here I am. All right. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, We've so only, you I've got, only been doing this for two years. You got broke up with. I did. What day was it? It was on Friday. Oh, before the weekend. Before the weekend, oh, just like it. you, darling. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Does yeah. that mean? Did you? Uh, did you like turn to something to make yourself feel instantly better? Like, did you go and get drunk? Um, no, I I uh, just wallowed. Yeah for that night mm-hmm. and just was confused didn't want it to happen I wasn't ready for it couldn't accept it because mm. I I desired it I, I wanted to be with this man and and to continue doing what we were doing um, but that's in ignorance because <laughs> the w- w- you can't just continue to do the things that you want to do if they're not right just because you want them. Just because you want them. Mm. Uh, and, and feelings change. Mm. You know, you, you can move on. You can go past it. Mm-hmm. But in the heat of that moment, I, I didn't see any end in sight. I thought, I, I'm going to be like this forever. I'm going to feel like that forever. I'm going to feel like that forever. Like I, I want to um, 
just be with this man. But um, yeah, so it's it's a strange thing um, being rejected, mm-hmm. like feeling like that person doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's I think it, it, it's a good lesson to learn. It's it's a good thing to have under your belt to to feel these things because then you can recognize. Um, uh, or you can go back to yourself instead of I, mm. I was focused on this man a lot and how well, long were you guys together? like two years yeah it was a long time yeah get used to it as well yeah isn't it weird how you um, you have like a relationship with someone and like the day before mm. is no different to the day you've broken up really mm. the feelings are all the same but all that has changed is that they've taken something from you yeah it's so strange that it's like something that someone can just take from you suddenly yeah even though they might feel the same as they did the day before Mm. and the weeks before or the months before and still might love you or whatever and Mm. care but then they take it from you Mm. and And they they do it out of care yeah out of well most people well well, yeah it depends (laughs) but specifically here he did it out of care because he knew that the relationship wasn't working there were too many things that were um just not right about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Toxic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Codependent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to go through. But um, I've found solace in uh, teachers on YouTube, mm-hmm. listening to their words. And um, do you go and look for stuff about no, breakups or no? Just about. Um, well, I, I just found this video that was uh, um, from Krishnamurti uh, and it was something to do with love. Attention is love or something. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I, I listened to that and I was meditating and I brought attention to um, my sorrow, my, my feelings. And instead of acting out on the feelings and thinking, identifying with them, thinking that they were real, mm. instead I, I looked at them and brought attention to mm-hmm. them. And it, it it alleviated the intensity of them for that moment. It's because we least. try to avoid them. Yeah. Because you're trying to push them down because you're like, I don't want to feel this, so I'm going to try and get them back and I'm going to try to do this. And it winds it up and mm. it ends up lasting weeks. Yeah. And then you're calling them weeks later because you're like so wound up. Yeah. So if you can actually do that and actually sit in it, it makes you able to accept it better because you're like, oh, this is just a feeling that will pass. It will pass, yeah. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Wow. Do you guys live together? No, but no. We, we live around the corner from each other. Mm. So I was like going to his house and mm. knocking on his door, and <laughs> like crying, like, I want you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, and he's been amazing with it. Like he's been a, a beautiful man about it. And he's understanding. He's very understanding. <laughs> he's been through it and, and all of that. So uh, it it's, for what it is, it's been a... a an easier thing than it could have been. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's good, though. Go on you, man. Easy and hard at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Like, good lesson. And you're like, because you were saying earlier in the kitchen that, like, sometimes you would draw a tantrum almost. Mm. Where it's like this time you've actually gone in, intention, unintentionally thrown a little bit of a tantrum mm. with yourself about it. But then you've gone, actually, this is not going to work. No. This is not a good thing to do to anyone. No, it doesn't help anything. No, nah, it, it, it just... Uh, prolongs the inevitable and it makes them push you further away as well Mm. because then they're like well i can't deal with that that's Mm. not part that's not that 
doesn't you know serve me or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so the the feelings alleviated yesterday and i got to see matt and we got to have a nice time at the beach and Mm -hmm. and it, it's just different, you yeah. know? It, it Like, the fact that I can't hug him, the fact that yeah. we're not romantic or we're not doing all these things, it, it's friendship. Do you have to define those things or do those rules just kind of like... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Well, I think, I think you have to define them eventually. Mm. Um, I think they'll define themselves as, as it comes up. Um, but I think it's pretty obvious what what definition, you know what has to be defined yeah 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 do you think you'll be able to just maintain the friendship yeah 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 i do um i don't know you've done that before yeah yeah Yeah. i've been friends with my exes before um and but it's yeah it's it's weird because um it's just different now you know my whole life is different like i Mm. wanted to be around this man so much and and now i have all of this free space to do other things and and to see other people and to focus on myself and um instead of focusing solely on this man and the relationship the relationship yeah Mm. yeah and then wanting more from it now you need to get Mm. more from more from yourself yeah Mm. that's kind of romantic yeah did it help the way it was done? The way it happened? Um, what do you mean? Like, was it, was it like, did he give, have to give you like a speech or? Well, actually, though, it was, his speech was really beautiful. Like, it was like the, we sat in this park and, and it, it felt like I was talking to God. Like the, we were just staring each, into each other's eyes, and and the whole world kind of vanished, and and the the conversation was, um, I don't know, it was something that you don't just get with regular conversations. It had this like feeling air around us, um, so it it was cool, it, and and that's when he became really clear about what he wanted. Right. So it, it was like clarity. Mm. Moving like through the him. moment, mm. uh, like a full moment for him where he mm. just flowed in through it. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. Was that anything like your first breakup? It, it was different. Yeah. Yeah, it was because I wanted to break up with Paul, whereas mm-hmm. Matt wants to break up with me. So it's, um, yeah, it is much different because... You're on the other side. I'd, yeah, I was on the other side already, yeah. whereas Paul was trying to grieve and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, it is different. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, right. I've only been properly broken up with once. Mm. Yeah, well, not not even really broken up with, but like like re- rejected. Yeah, like really rejected. Like <laughs> yeah, one you really were. Yeah, real he real beat up about it. Even when I got with him, you still beat up about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like I um, was like very obsessed, mm. very obsessed, and like. Well, I wouldn't change it now, but, um, like I've essentially like broke up with myself. Like I definitely made it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, well, I think it was a bit of a lesson thing. Cause I'd always gone out with before that, before this person, I'd always gone out with people that were like way, way, way more into me than I was into them. Mm. And then I was this one time into way more into someone than they were into me. 
like they just thought I well I think that I sold them a different I uh, a different image they thought I was this like wild insane doesn't give a shit no rules yeah. can't lock Bad me boy. down type of guy or whatever and so she left this guy who was like really like oversensitive and controlling and like needy and whatever and then as the second she was interested in me i became all of those things yeah you you're like when you got in our relationship i was like what is this mm-hmm. what is this sappy shit <laughs> he's sappy like yeah. when you first get with sean he's all like caressing your face and he's all like mm. Like this. I still do that. Please tell me. Tell me about your life. (laughs) That's what he's like. And you're like, what the fuck? Why don't you just be mean to me? Like all the other ones. It's a bit confusing because I'm like nonchalant to start off with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess you were kind of Mm. were. Yeah, Mm. it's like a game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But you were. And then I can imagine why she was just like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you? Weirdo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was like, I just want to have a good time and you seem like a good time. And I was like, cool, for life. <laughs> <laughs> Lock it down. Yeah. So, so for life then? Yeah. It was like yeah. you had an imaginary relationship with her. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I've heard you talk about it. Yeah. It, that reminds me of my relationship with Matt because he, he loves me, but he... he didn't feel the same way or the intensity that I mm. felt like you felt for this woman. Yeah. And I was the same. I was kind of wild, carefree kind of thing. And then as soon as the relationship started to become serious or I wanted it to become serious, I became needy and yeah. just wanting to. Cause that was a newer them. thing mm. from the sounds of it. Yeah. You were only talking about that not long ago that like, that you weren't used to these feelings of mm. being of pining. Mm. Desiring, yeah. Is that because you felt like he was pulling away from you mm. unconsciously, perhaps? Like even if mm. you hadn't really known about it, your your grabbing on was an mm. unconscious him pulling away. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's interesting, isn't it? It's weird how you just know. Sometimes mm. you just know when it's coming. Yeah. Maybe. Well, that's what I thought. Like I, like I was watching videos of tsunamis the other week, and like, <laughs> and that's what Dude. I felt, felt like this big wave of like destruction and chaos mm-hmm. uh-huh. at the start. You know, tsunami of love. Yeah, because it's so big. Mm, takes over, takes over everything, but it it, it slowly rebuilds. Yeah, it's interesting. It just fades without, away. Yeah, it just and it sucks out like out to sea, and it takes all the debris with it. Mm come back one day but only for a minute <laughs> and then go back yeah. and then maybe a little bit later come back but you'll be fine yeah yeah, yeah. it just brings like cow bodies with it that's all <laughs> it's fine so do you think what um because did you say this morning or last night the the um like i don't remember what word you said shock or the um pain started mm-hmm. dissipating and then you were talking about how, like, you know, you have all this time and opportunity that you didn't have before because you were so focused on your relationship mm. before. Did Do you feel like it is a, a matter of, like, getting used to, um, like, when when I was, like, obsessing over this girl... 
I had this whole story in my head about like, like in a f- flash, I just saw like the rest of our whole life, mm. and I was just so like lo- locked into that idea. Mm. And so then when she rejected me, it was like I just had no idea where to go from there because I just didn't plan. I really didn't plan on this. I had all these other plans that I didn't even really like, like draft out or plan out or whatever, but my brain manifested this entire future. Mm. And then it's like when you get rejected, it's almost like you, you can't just like drop this future that you had in mind all of a sudden. So then you feel like you're living um, in like, we feel like nothing's possible because Mm. none of the things you still, something inside of you still is, I don't know if it's, if it thinks that these things are still going to happen or I don't know. It's like a path. You're on a, you're on a path and, Mm. and then the path's gone and then you're aimless Mm. Sounds like you're real beat up about this, man. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to talk about this? Well, no, like you still have that. You still have that. Like um, you You can still remember how it feels. Well, there's so many different like types of breakup, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, when when bands break up, Mm -hmm. like it gets really (laughs) personal. I had a friend who um, who when a band we were in was like in the process of breaking up he was um he tried to commit suicide because again this like a a band is like a really personal artistic relationship and he just had this other idea in his head that we were going to be in a like a band together for the rest of our lives Mm. and then when the idea was being challenged Mm -hmm. He was just like, it was in complete despair and turmoil and just like spiraled completely out of control because just, you know, the future that he wanted just couldn't let go of it. Well, that's the thing. When we we have things in our situation, in our lives that we don't want to happen, if we're not, you know, if we're not um, ready for change, it's going to hurt because it goes against... Our plan, mm. our path, our what what we have uh, set up for our lives in our minds, mm. the story we have. So it we, yeah, I I think for myself it's about like Matt was saying, you just got to accept it. And I at mm. that moment I couldn't because I was playing out the feelings of of hurt. But as soon as I looked at the feelings of hurt. And acknowledged them and realized that it wasn't me that was hurt. It was the the story. Mm. It was the movie playing out that was hurt. Mm. And I'm just watching it. I'm the screen looking at the movie. Mm-hmm. When I realized that, I the the feelings didn't have such a, a strong pull on me. They're still there. They're still present, but the intensity of them mm-hmm. seems to have, seems to have dissipated for now. Because then you can see, like, sort of off into the like side bit. You're like, there's a little oh, other side story. There's a, there's a side story oh I can be God. a part of. Yeah, side missions. Yeah, side missions. Yeah, it's all side missions, and so you're like, mm-hmm. it's a lot about expectations. I think. Mm. Um, I have a lot of people who talk to me about um, like family and like how they. Um, because somebody is a family member, they expect a certain degree of care or consideration from them. Mm. And, like, 
the thing about having that sort of expectation on anyone is that you will always be disappointed because nobody knows the story that you're telling yourself in your head. Mm. And so these expectations that you're unknowingly putting on people actually set you up for failure every time. Mm. And so part of like acceptance is almost part of almost you, if you had really low expectations all the time, how would you survive that? Mm. You know, because you, if you don't have expectations on people, then how would you ever ask for anything? I guess you just have to focus on yourself. And forget, oh. forget about the world. Just do it. Just let the let the world do what it does, and and um, see where you take yourself. But yeah, I I don't know. Like expectations mm. are hard because everyone has an expectation. Yeah. You guys have an expectation? Yeah, on each other all the time. I expect that he will do the dishes. <laughs> and does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah, we just we just established that I don't want to do them. Yeah. Just earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, Poor Sean. I think, I think that was already established. <laughs> that was pre-established. <laughs> Why don't you like doing the dishes? I like doing the dishes more than doing the washing. But... <laughs> <laughs> So Sean does the washing too? No, I no. Do. <laughs> oh, no. That's why I do sometimes do the washing because I'm like, well, Sean's doing the dishes. I'll do the washing. Yeah. But I feel just distressed because everyone else expects the washing to be done. Mm. But I'm like, do they? The kids do. Do they? Of course they do. Because huh. they get so mad when there's no clothes. And I'm like, well, you didn't wash them. Yeah. You didn't help me. Mm-hmm. You just sat on your butt and watched yeah. me do it. Even when they are washed, they don't put them away, so exactly. they don't know what they've they're got like, anyway. Oh. Maybe you could teach them to do the washing, and then well, you I've don't have trying. to do it at all. I've been trying. We've actually gotten them to be able to finally like fold the washing without crying, so that's nice. Oh, so cute. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's really hard to get order in your house with it without being a dictator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really hard. It is really hard. Uh, it's hard to have expectations on small people that don't know how to do things because you yeah. haven't shown them yet. Yeah. And especially, like, I, be, I, I know that my <laughs> expectations on myself applies a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, but uh, I was going somewhere else with that, but I've gone... It's gone. Well, because we were still on expectations and then I think we were kind of getting to like expectations versus manifestations and mm. that um, you're – well, because when you're trying to manifest stuff, it's almost like part of the manifestation is not – it's tricky. I think when they're trying to get you to manifest stuff, I recently learned that they were saying that manifestation is more about like – uh, like an emotional connection to something that you're trying mm. to create. So you're trying to, you're trying to create the feeling. Yeah. Create the feeling. And then like, so when they, if in terms of like a, um, like a quantum physicist sort of thing, they're like, you've got to, you've got to vibrate at the, at the particular frequency of the mm. thing that you want. And emo- and emotions are like higher vibrational signals. And if you can get yourself to resonate with, so it's like, say if you wanted to win a particular award or something like that, then you'd have to picture yourself not just not just winning that award, not accepting the award, but the the sound of the applause, mm. like Actually, the temperature, what, what's it going to feel like, what's your emotions going to be like, what kind of things are people going to say to you, like be in that thing. But then mm. it, how it's do you... It's also expectation. Uh, yeah, so like manifestation is like setting up an expectation to a, to a degree. Mm. But then you've got to somehow be like well 
I expect this and I need to believe in this, but somehow also be open to the idea that if this doesn't happen, here's what I'll do. Mm. Is that just acceptance then? Well, because if you set up expectation, but I see, (gasps) but I don't like backup plan either. I'm not really into the backup plan thing either. So it's like, because I think if you, if we're still talking about manifestation, I think like if when you're making a backup plan, you're manifestation, manifesting the failure of the thing mm. that you're trying to do anyway, because you're creating another future. You're creating divulgent futures. Yeah, not this, then that, like this or that. And mm. then that's kind of confusing. Mm. But so it's like, oh no. It's a, it's a weird contradiction because you're trying to exist in this way where you're like, well, I know what's going to happen because I'm creating it, but I also will be prepared for what I think to be the future to be, like, changed in an instant. Mm. God. Mm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm just going to stop manifesting now. <laughs> Jeez. So you have to have, like... I I don't quite understand what you mean. Like you're, you're saying I don't that either. <laughs> you're, you're saying that you have to be clear and feel it about manifestation, but then be okay with it not appearing. Yeah. Well, I think the weird thing about manifestation is there is a there's a gray area of manifestation where if you're if if you're trying to manifest a feeling. And the feeling that you're trying to manifest is attached to a result. So, like, if, if I'm, I'm trying to manifest this 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 thing into reality, this this award that I'm going to get, or this relationship I'm going to be in, or this lifestyle that I want to live, or um, like any any of that sort of stuff, um, it's like you're trying to attract the feeling towards you, and then in some ways thinking maybe expectation is more about like the steps all of the steps that you think so for like i'm going to manifest this so so first i have to do like a b c and then once i've done that then this thing will happen but manifestation tends to always be this weird story of like and then this really weird fluky thing happened and you know like so (laughs) um say uh, I don't know, like when life just like throws you a bone, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, I need $450 to get this, to do this thing so I can get to the next step of this thing that I'm trying to do or whatever. And I just, I don't know, I just, I just kind of can't afford that. And so either $450 will drop into your lap or the thing that you're going to buy with it will just drop into your mm-hmm. lap anyway, you know? So like the steps that you think that you need to take in order to get the thing were irrelevant because the thing was coming. And then sometimes it's like, so you like your expectations can sometimes like almost unpick the thing that you're trying to mm. create. Hmm. It's very confusing. It's very contradictory because it's like, it's saying Maybe like, it know what match. you want and go after it. But it's also saying, accept that you have no idea what's going to happen mm. and adjust. Maybe mm. they're from different and realms of thought and that's why they shouldn't be mushed together. Mm. 
Mm. Maybe that's not that. Maybe you can't mush the expectation of the human. I think for manifestation, you have to have quite a firm conviction of the reality that it is, that it will happen, and with patience, have um, have that conviction, have that faith in in the fact that it is coming. If it doesn't come, does that mean you manifested heaps shitly? I don't know. Like, what does that yeah. mean? Like, if you're manifesting towards something, like, something big. I guess so. And then if, you, like, did you do it wrong? If you maybe, didn't get it, you're a shit manifester and you need to practice Maybe more. you didn't believe. Yeah. Maybe you didn't actually think Or you it was didn't real. really know what you were asking for. So if mm. manifestation is based on an, is, is, is most, if we're to believe that manifestation is most powerful when it's developed from an emotion... That if you're an emotional-based manifestation, that using the power of your own emotions makes manifestation more powerful, mm. then sometimes the thing, the how many times in life do you experience getting a thing that you thought you wanted that was going to make you feel a certain way, but it didn't, mm. and so the expectation. So the manifestation mm. is the is the feeling that you're looking for and you may attach the feeling that you're trying to achieve to an, a particular set of steps or expectations or when this happens I'll feel it when I get here mm. I'll feel it when I get this promotion I'll feel it when I when I marry this type of person I'll feel it mm. you know and then maybe you do all of those things and you don't feel any of it and so you're like my manifestation's going wrong i'm manifesting mm. this wrong and it's like no it's just the thing that you're trying to manifest isn't attached to the image or picture that you think is attached to it and so like um i like what that is that was good mm. i see what you were saying there yeah. That you don't have the feel you you don't have the expectation that it will be a particular way necessarily or that you know you know that that manifesting that one thing doesn't mean it's the end of whatever you're doing you know that there's far more to gain after that manifestation comes true therefore you don't tie your emotions to that manifestation in the first place well, therefore I, you don't have that expectation that that once I get there that's I made it you know once I get that car I've made it I think maybe just don't ever try to avoid thinking that you know what things are going to make you, you know, what things you haven't done before are going to make you feel a certain way. So like, you know, like if you're trying, if you're trying to manifest a, a reality that you've never experienced before, then maybe it's not a good idea to assume how that thing's going to make you feel. Mm ask questions then talking about manifestation and like life breakups and the shit where are you guys going to be in 10 years Mm. where do you imagine that you'll be in 10 years are you 30 now Uh, 28 28 that's right sorry i always forget (laughs) shit i i don't know i you'll be almost my age i would be (laughs) i mean i really old it's probably in a in a good place. I'm I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I I think that um, we can only expect that. Hopefully, <laughs> or I'm in a bad place. Yeah. Or I'm just I'm just here. Or I'm dead. I mean, there's whoa whoa COVID. <laughs> COVID hit me. COVID got you, man. <laughs> yeah right. I don't know. I don't know where. 
I guess I'll, I'll just be in the same position. Just in this look, body. In this body, looking at this life. With a bit more wrinkles. With more wrinkles and a little bit more different images. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you then? I think I am pretty set now. Apart from all of the things that I don't see coming, like the unexpected things, which will mainly be relationship Mm. based things Mm -hmm. the relationships that i have with people family friends peers you know co-workers whatever um but i think i will be doing in 10 years from now i'll be doing all of the exact same things that i'm doing right now just um they will just expand in scope as i do them there's some comments here go up please let me see this I liked Samara's comment. It says, I can just imagine all of the quantum maths equations floating around in Sean's head right now as he's trying to articulate manifesting. <laughs> oh, heap shitly. The shitliest. <laughs> My partner and I had a tumultuous relationship when we were trying to we were trying to cohabitate with a family member last year and it made trying to operate as a family unit miserable and yet now that we have been living off on our own again for a while we're able to reflect on our expectations and hopes and needs with less pressure we recently started considering me moving about 45 minutes away closer to much of our support system where while he continues to love and work here because both of us have personal things we want to work on that we can decide that the healthiest version of our family looks like. That's cool. Mm. Um, It's strange seeing how not having the pressures of someone else's additional expectations on us has an impact on how we navigated our relationship with ourselves and each other. And even though we're both a bit sad about the idea of living apart again, we don't hold the resentment that there is less expectation. At any rate, together or apart, we're in a place and we are in such a healthier and kinder place. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Like my 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 grand said that my grandpa <laughs> said that couples should always live apart when they feel like they need to, sort of mm. thing. Like like the a healthy relationship is one where people can spend time apart and be okay with that. We did that a lot <laughs> in the early days, but yeah, because even though you, when you're with someone, you don't you don't realize the expectations you place on them, and you don't realize the unknown expectations they place on you. And so you're just constantly being disappointed. Mm. You don't realize that the people around you are banking their future on things being the way they are today. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Uh, So what are you guys going to be doing in 10 years? Where do you imagine you'll be in 10 years? Hey, Dimmy. Hey, Dimmy. You'll be 38. I'll be 45. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll be 45. I'll be almost four years away from 50. Amazing. Oh, my God. I wonder what I'm going to be like then. I'm probably not well, going to wear about shoes you? anywhere. Did you answer where you'd be like? What, what would you be like in 10 years? I plan to be living in 10 years. How old will our kids be? 19, 18, and 25. That's weird. Mm. Um, I imagine that I'm in, like, this really nice, like, cutesy cottagey house probably near Clarendon or something perfect yeah with close approximation to the forest Mm. and I will just like sit on the porch and work from the porch and like do psychedelic integration counseling and be a little like cool and um just walk around in my garden like a hippie all the time sounds beautiful it does I'll be back I gotta go to the beach 
Yeah, I have a real image in my head, and like usually when I have like a solid image of something in my head, it always comes ends, forth. Comes forth. Like yeah. when I was young, when I was seventeen, I had this vision in my head of the my family. I'd have a husband, and I have three kids, and I live this cutesy little life where I just am like super happy, even though I was like super depressed all the time, and I could never imagine why that was going to happen for myself, sort of thing. And I ended up being married and having a bunch of kids. Look at that. At a certain age. And I said to Sean, like, you know, like, I'm not having kids after 28. And I had my last child just before I turned 28. Mm. And, like, so all these things that I've set wow. for myself, manifested, I guess, yeah. have been, like, just happened. Yeah. I get lucky that way. Like, Well, did, did you ever doubt that they would happen? I guess not. Mm. No, I guess not. And I guess, like... So you weren't conflicted. No. You had the never. vision. And from a young age. From a young age. Yeah. And the vision was clear. Yeah. I knew when I was a kid that I was going to be a young mum. Yeah. I knew, like, I was like, I'll be a teenage mum. I know that. And I was. It's your purpose then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, I had the kids. Like, I, when I had Tosh, I had no... Well, I was only 19 when I fell pregnant with Tosh, and his dad was 18. Mm. And um, I just had no consideration to whether I'd be having this kid or not even though I'd only been with him for two months only and even though I knew I was not in this for long term Mm. um I sort of was like this has to happen sort of thing I didn't know why but then years down the track I think Harlequin actually asked me last night why did you have kids mum and I was like well I think that I had an innate desire to nurture something Mm. because nurturing things means that I can't abandon them Mm. and if I can't abandon them abandon them which means that I also can't die Mm. and because I had such a tumultuous childhood Mm. with such a tumultuous adulthood with so many so many problems I had no choice but to just be here Mm. because there was made too many times where I was like I'm done I can't be here Mm. anymore in this body sort of thing and I would want to escape that but I couldn't because I had kids yeah. And I didn't want to do that to them because I just couldn't. Of course. So, yeah, and I was, I was pretty much said that. I was like, look, I feel like you guys were here. You're my savior babies. Yeah. You saved me and you anchored me here. And she was like, okay. <laughs> I was kind of trembling. <laughs> She's like, shut up, mum. Sorry, Adam. Ouch, my microphone. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But, yeah. I mean, headphones. Headphones. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's people plan. What are people's plans? I plan to be in my own place and happy doing something I love. What is the thing that you love? What is this something? Hey, nanny. Married and moved out. Finally, that's where Brandon would like to be. Alexander's nice. like, wait, who is breaking up? We're not breaking up. But no. I, I just went through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Yes. How are you feeling today, though? I feel, well, I, I feel okay. Like this morning, I, I felt these feelings in my belly and mm-hmm. just brought attention to them. And I knew that I was going to be talking about it here today. So, but I feel fine. There isn't like this longing, pining yeah. feeling, you know, no tantrums. That's all we can ask for, isn't it? That's it. I want to see what are these tantrums. You feel free to say for everyone here. It's very safe. Really? Yeah, man. Oh, I don't know. So That'd funny. be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day when I'm angry at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> what? I can't imagine you getting mad at me for much. No. Not many people so. do. No, unless you're on the internet. Unless I'm on the internet and people get real mad. <laughs> How was the beach? beach? 
Um, I didn't see Ryan. You didn't. <laughs> no. But you went and had he a poo in the water. <laughs> he wasn't there. Um, <sighs> but it was a good experience. Oh, good. Yeah. And you flushed. I'm glad. And I flushed. Had to. <laughs> you smell like orange power. Had to. That slate yes. means you've got poop on you. No. If oh. you've got orange power smell on you, it means you definitely have poo particles on you. Why? Because why would the orange power stick to you and not the poo particles? Do you have all particles of all people, of all things, coming in and out of you at all times? Mm. All the time. All the time. All the time. Which means that, which means that you've actually, unbeknownst to ourselves, had a bit of a sample of everyone's poo Mm. in the world. All the animals, all the birds... (laughs) All the people, mm. yep, and and um, even a combination because it all goes down pipes and then it goes to a place and then they test it and figure out what drugs everyone's doing. Mm. Yeah, they really? do. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they test Adelaide's everyone's like the biggest poo. Ice city on the planet. Is it? Apparently. Yeah. So per wow. So all of our poos go to a place. That they all get like collected, yeah, and then they do. There. Then they do statistical analysis and stuff on Poops. all of our poo. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And they, I think they actually have like little like collections. So like, this is Northern Adelaide's poo, yeah. and this is they Southern Adelaide's that. poo, and this is Western Adelaide's poo, yes. and this There's is heaps of coke up in Western Where Adelaide. Where does the poo go? Into a sewage plant. Yeah. Where they treat it. It gets and processed. Went there for school. Yeah. Mm. yeah. School excursions. Yeah. Who does that to a teenager? And they Who find like diamond there? rings in there. I yeah. Guess. Sometimes they find livestock do- in there. I think there's documentaries wow. on it. Yeah. Gonna have to find them. Poochumentaries. Poochumentaries. Yeah. G'day, Kyle. Very listening very intently to this podcast. Good. I'm glad. Did you know that the smell is actually mostly taste? Yeah. Samara. The fuck? Mm. Yeah, smart. Get out smart. of here. Mm-hmm. She is smart. So too you, smart, clearly. So you can <laughs> thank me for being able to taste oranges. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oranges downstream. Delightful, man. Oranges I downstream. I do need to get a wee though, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave you guys. All right, all right. You can do okay. it. Wee wee. You can wee do wee. it. You can do it. Where were? What were you talking about? Where did you get up to? What were you talking about? We're talking about the house that Nix wants to be in. Oh, when I'm an old lady. And how she's manifested her life just Mm -hmm. by her her own innate wanting, Mm -hmm. desire, and and how she didn't doubt herself for all those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am struggling with... So I'm struggling to manifest things at the moment, I think, a bit, because I actually am pretty content mm. I think so you feel like you don't need to manifest anything or have you just manifested contentness maybe yeah I think so so I, there's no need to manifest well I think I realized that um, like how I was saying before and I didn't do this on purpose I don't think I just later found out like oh I think that's what I did but I that whole thing of like um, not thinking that your future is dependent on the people that you see around you right now mm. or 
always being there or always having the type of relationship with you that they currently have mm. or always playing the role in your life that they do at the moment, whether it be your friends or mm. whatever, you know, like I'm always going to be friends with these people. We're always going to hang out and every, mm. every Thursday is going to be schnitzel night and we blah, blah, blah and whatever. And, and so like, you know, I know things are going well because like these things are going to stay the way they are sort of thing or whatever. And so I think I started to accept that even no matter whether I get what I want or whether I get what I don't want, if I can't feel the way I want to feel then, now, then what's the point, I guess? Mm-hmm. I feel good. <laughs> Deke, is that because you went to the You were feeling quite depressed for a while there, weren't you? I was, yeah. Mm. You were. I don't I even remember why. Mm. I don't even well, remember Harle- why. Harlequin said to me last night on the trampoline, she was like, she, she asked me about the kid thing and then she was like, Dad's, Dad's been really calm. Yeah. He's been a lot calmer these days. Mm. And I was like, he actually really has. And then um, she was like, I'm really happy for him. What a and I was like, oh, you should probably tell him that. And she did, didn't mm. she? Mm. It was really sweet. And like, you have been so much calmer. Well, actually, I think the reason that I was depressed is the same reason I'm not depressed now. I don't think anything changed, but I think my the way I engage with my perception changed or the way I value my perception changed a little bit because I think so in a very as short as possible in the last in the last decade a very small number of times I've had a small number of very intense psychedelic and spiritual um, experiences Mm. and a lot of those have helped me orient the way I feel like I exist in the world and for a while I was depressed because I was like I learnt (laughs) I learnt enough to know that I don't know anything Mm. but I learnt that I don't know anything enough (laughs) to actually teach me plenty in a weird way, I I so one of the, I think one of the reasons why I struggle so much to articulate stuff is that I have found that the source of life is in the contradiction. Things are true where they don't make sense, mm. and so um, I felt like I had nothing left to learn. I felt like I had taken the lid off of the like I had this little box in my hand and we all have this box in our hand like why am I here why are you here why are we here what is this for what am I trying to do mm-hmm. what are my obligations what am I actually meant to do what are the rules this little box with a question mark on it and I feel like I had these handful experiences over um, many years apart from each other but all chapters from the same book really and I took the lid off of this question mark box of like why why this why do anything why try why not try Um, why do I feel why do I love why do I blah 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 purpose 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 and I took the lid off the box and I got all of the all of the answers. The big answer, the big meaning to life is is no meaning. Meaning is mm. also meaningless. It mm. like it can't not be. We live in a dual uh, a dual reality. There 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 is non-dual, but we're in duality. And mm. so, um, I was like depressed because 
I'm in the still earlier quarter of my life existence and I was like, I've got nothing left to figure out. I figured out enough to know that there's no point really actually figuring out mm. anything mm. because the second you think you've got it worked out, you're stuck. You're locked in a paradigm. And so I've was a bit depressed because in my mind I've been living outside I've had one foot outside of duality so living and engaging with with duality with like positive and negative on or off hot or cold but from the outside integrating over time that like um if I'm feeling a negative emotion, then I'm on the opposite side of a mm. positive mm. one or, you know, like everything's <laughs> the exact opposite of whatever I'm experiencing is also happening <laughs> or just around the corner or like, you know, um, Potentially and, happening all at once. Yeah. And so then I got really depressed because I was like, there's nothing. I feel like I figured out all of the things somebody in their life would want to figure out. And now I've got a lot of life left to go and I know too much. Mm. And mm. that, and so that felt like, um, constricting and claustrophobic. Strangely. I felt like, mm. I felt like I'd like taken the lid off of the mystery box of life and given myself all of the answers that I was looking for. But now I've got 70 years left of no surprises nothing surprises me anymore mm. like ex if from extreme violence to extreme um uh generosity, generosity that's yeah that's what, that's, what, that's what i was gonna say and then i abandoned it because i was like that's the wrong one but it was the right one should go with the right one she should always go with the, go right. With the first She's always one. right yeah um and i still feel that way but for some reason, mm. I've accepted that more. Because you have less expectation on it. You have less expectation from life because nothing surprises you. Well, I think if you feel like you've got life figured out, then you try and force it to stay that way and you don't know that you're mm. trying to force it to stay that way. And so I'm just not trying to force anything to stay the way it is. Yeah. Um, you have gotten better at acceptance. Yeah. You do, And you've started being like, it's not annoying Neeks then it's all right. But it's a very <laughs> fine line between acceptance She'll and not caring. And, yeah. and so I teeter the edge all the time. And so no, it's not that I don't care, but... So you were caring about the fact that you had all this life left and you had all this information that nothing new to learn, but now you've accepted it so you can live more happily in that state or are you accepting that you don't know everything and that there's heaps more left to learn i'm accepting that i well, um i think i have accepted that i live in an existence that is separate and unified mm. which means that even <laughs> so i'm not trying to force anything to happen Mm. But I'm also part of everything that's happening anyway, mm. and I can't get off it. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily have to steer it. But then not trying to steer it, in a sense, is steering, mm. you know. So getting steering. out of the <laughs> way of what's happening is still participating in what's happening 
Oh, God. Yeah, so... So you're feeling better then? Well, I feel like I have... I feel like I, feel like I have found where the boundaries of life and existence are. And um, you have... I feel like I've integrated that you have way less say on what's going on around you. And knowing that gives me more room to move within those boundaries because there's less fear you're less scared about what's going to happen you're not doing well, life out of fear anymore better idea of what i do and don't have to do i think i have really sifted through like really do i really have to do i really have to do that like is it really like dave grow uh, i was watching this interview with dave grow the other day and he was talking about how um in the late 90s early 2000s when um foo fighters were like like mm. really sort of breaking through that um he had have to get invited to all of these like industry events and things like that and um he'd be like oh, like a red carpet thing or whatever and he'd be like do i really have to go to that sort of thing uh, i don't want to go to that like what's the point like what what difference is it going to make if i do and don't do it do or don't go to that mm. um mm-hmm. and he's got like a little management team or whatever and they're like well like this person would be there and that person would be there and like it's a really good networking thing and he's like so if i don't go to this one event my entire career is could be over uh, and he was sort of like asking it sarcastically and then someone actually did respond to him when like mm, maybe yeah, maybe. Yeah. And I see my life like that a lot now. Like a lot of these things that I used to stress myself out about thinking like these are urgent, these are have tos, mm. this has to be done by this date or whatever. Because um, we live this like the electricity bill you get is a great analogy for the world that we live in, in that they're like, if you pay it by this date, you can pay less. Or if you pay it after this date, then you can pay the full amount sort of thing and so we have this like due due date existence where it's like man like if if i if i don't like pay this thing by this certain date or whatever then like the entire world's gonna stop and you really do feel like these like basic real like just irrelevant things are going to implode the entire world and Mm. i think i'm just getting old enough and have challenged that not because I was being clever, but just because I was being a little shit, challenged it enough to realize, like, well, actually, no, nothing bad. You're being a brat really worked happened. in your favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a brat. You've always been a brat. Being rebellious worked in my favor. It worked in your favor. Yeah. Being a bit lazy made me realize that everyone else could do with being a bit lazier. Have you been lazy, though? No. Is anyone really, truly lazy? Or are they just suffering from the lethargy of what it is to be human in a society that shoves us into situations that we aren't comfortable in? Well, what would, what would the cavemen do? Just They'd sit be, around a fire? Yeah. Knocking their bitches around? But I guess they would have an obligation to go out and get food. Yeah, because they're hungry. So that's not really lazy. So maybe maybe we are lazy. I think Adam needs to shut up. <laughs> that fight that you were wanting is coming. Is it? <laughs> it's coming. Oh, watch out. I'm going to put a wig on. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we are. Well, nah, he technically we, goes out and gets food. Technically. Yeah. 
It's just a lot more convenient. He doesn't have to chase it. I don't think it's a bad thing to be lazy. I don't think so. I think either. that, like, we don't have to do anything. Calming down is a really good mm. way to cope with your life. Good self help. Yeah. Like, I've, like, even self-care. though I'm doing a lot of things, I'm doing a lot of things and I'm about to be doing more things because I'm going back to uni in the mid year. Um, I still am trying to practice slowing down and calming mm. down because I'm like, these time constraints, I don't have a traditional job or anything like that, but I do have things that I and things I have to, deadlines I have to meet for other things and for even kids' appointments and all these things. And then I realized like I'm setting the pace of my life. And time, I did this meditation a little while ago and it said, now take yourself back to when time began. Mm-hmm. And time began when I was born mm-hmm. for me no one else like that was me that's my time that I was born in and then this is my time and so then I'm like wait a minute time is my thing and I can make it go as fast or slow as I want to Mm. and so I'm trying to slow down rest is legitimate as productivity that's Mm. right it is it is also we have a new friend here called Travis one of us one One of of us us. one of us he's Brittany Whitney's one of us one of us. One of us. Yeah. You just don't have to do as many of the things you think you have to do. No. You know. I also like I I always often think like what would what would the cavemen do? You know, mm-hmm. like all of this. What would I do if I was living in a period of time where you didn't have all of this other projected meaning and all this other influence being like inundated mm-hmm. with the influence of knowing literally how every other single person on the entire planet lives, thinks what they fear, like the collective unconscious has come to the forefront now and we we essentially sift through the uh, globe's collective unconscious in a feed now. So you have like um, like ideas exist like entities, you know, so mm. like the... yes. And then they gather in bubbles, like a hashtag. A hashtag is a is an idea identity paradigm, and it collects, you know, a number of people. Like this is like this this idea is 1.5 million thoughts in this 24 hour period. <laughs> big, um, and That's so, so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think of it that way. Mm. Mm. But there are so many thoughts that you can have, and so when you reduce when you reduce the power of thoughts to a top 10 on a Twitter trend feed or something like Mm -hmm. that then you are tricked into thinking that those 10 thoughts are the most important and only thoughts that are relevant for the moment but there's actually like thousands and an infinite number of other thoughts and paradigms out there um that just haven't been like like gold panned up to the top Mm. or collected enough whatever well isn't language funny Mm-hmm. That it, it can only tell us so much. Yeah. We can only express or, you know, read so much or define so much. It's very limited. It, there's so many things here, the way we talk, the way mm-hmm. we interact, that we don't have language for. Mm. Mm-hmm. Some other languages have, um, like, is it um, kanji or katakana? I can't remember. One of I can't remember in Japan if kanji is the traditional language or if katakana is. One of them's um, more historical than than the other. But some of them are... They're like memes. 
So like it's mm. a it's a it's a character or something that means yeah like, symbolizes hope like you get on the rocks yeah as opposed to like a word you would be? use in a sentence it's like a word you could use that carries the meaning of a whole phrase mm. or a scenario or lesson or mm. and we don't really have those mm. we're starting to get those memes yeah. are kind of that yeah yeah memes are an interesting evolution in the way that, that we cool. communicate with each other because yeah. yeah, I rejected memes for so long. So did yeah. I, man. I didn't understand. I was like, what is this? I was so confused for like yeah. four years. I was like, I don't get it. And Josh was trying to show me memes. Yeah. And I just stare at them and I'll be like, I don't get it. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> but that has to be relevant to your mm-hmm. generation as well. Mm. Like some of the memes I see on Instagram and stuff, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. But I know that heaps of other people do. I'm like, it's just I'm not part of that culture or that society, so I don't get it. Do you guys have a favorite meme? I like the the meme I always think of is that one with the guy blowing air out of his nose with the noise you make when you see memes. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually a laugh usually. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's deep breathing. <laughs> do you have a favorite one? I don't. I probably I do, like do but I, I, can't, I can't think of one right now. There's one that I really like, and it's got a picture of a guy with a, like a backpack on. It's like a cartoon, and it's got a guy with a backpack on. And he's like, oh, I need more psychedelics to integrate my psychedelic experience. Do-do-do. And he's off on his like adventure, and in the background, in the tunnel, there's this, like his shadow self, and he's like, integrate me. <laughs> And he's all like, oh, help, I need did, to be integrated. A while ago, yeah, yeah, I think I did, yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. I'll skip one. <laughs> Michael Jackson at the movies. That's your favourite with the popcorn? My favorite meme. I love that meme. Yeah. 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 Don't mind me, I'm just here to read the comments. That's yeah. my favourite meme. They are good ones. When you see someone post that, you're like, yeah, okay, it's good anyway. I love, I love when it's my turn to post it. Yeah, when no one yeah. else has. And the thing that I love about memes, right, is that sometimes a meme can get so big and be so recognisable that in the early days when the Michael Jackson at the movies eating popcorn, like, oh my God, this is about to get serious, meme came around, it would be a picture of Michael Jackson eating popcorn in the thriller outfit and then the the caption underneath saying don't mind me i'm just here to read the comments but that meme's been around long enough now that you can just drop the picture without the caption and and people know what that means Mm. what what does it mean learning that is what was (laughs) the first meme Uh, i I actually watched an interview with a chick who was a meme she's the chick and she's I can't, I don't know if you, you might not have seen it, but she's, I can't remember. She, she's like just a blonde chick and she's all like sort of, I don't know. Anyway, she yeah. talks about like, she's like, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> like she it's made amazing. the meme or it was a TikTok or something. Is that the first meme? Apparently this. 1921. 1921 cartoon, the first ever meme. What? What does it say? Oh, wow. How you really look. <laughs> Is that legit though? That's like the uh, tiger in the mirror or the cat in the mirror with the tiger or the lion yeah. in it. You know? How you think when you're when a flashlight is taken. Okay. How is that for real? I, I think know. so. I don't know. It was put up Someone by the BBC. For us. That means shit. Yeah. BBC News. Is this nineteen twenty one cartoon the first ever meme? Hmm. It was a really boring sense be. of humor back then. <laughs> 
Well, because they couldn't check the photo after they took it. You'd have to wait for it to get developed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, they'd have to stand there for so long. If they moved, it would mess up the whole photo. When this comic was posted on Twitter, it caused excitement as people began to wonder if it was the first meme, a format-dependent joke, typically of a picture with a caption or subtitle ever published. But we found a version of the joke using the same format printed at least a year earlier in either 1919 or 1920. Both draw from the same template of the expectations versus reality joke, which contrasts two pictures side by side with an obvious discrepancy between them. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah. If you don't love me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my Sorry for the audio best. <laughs> oh yeah, for the audio listeners, it is a drawing. It says there's two drawings. One drawing is of an upstanding. Um, is that a gentleman? It's a gentleman. It is. Yes. A gentleman oh, then, yes. in 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 his his best going out wear, and it says underneath how you think you look when a flashlight is taken, and then next to him is a picture of the same man, but he's a bit more unkempt. Looks like a poorly drawn Tintin cartoon. Mm. Yeah, how you really look. It kind of it's kind of like the photos that you used to get when digital cameras first came out and everyone's eyes were red and you could see right up everyone's nose for some reason. So much nostril. Let me just hang out with people with long, Those really flashlights really, really did a great job with the nostril situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Should we read some comments because there was some funny ones in there? Go up, mate. Up. Yeah. Someone's... No, too far. How dare you? We live in a culture where we have to do and produce all the time. Otherwise, we are worthless. Yes. Mm. And that mentality needs to go in the bin. That's right. Bin it. Samara's going to have a rant about lazy. We're waiting. Go. Lazy is also super ableist, but that's a whole other rant that I could go on. Yeah, I like uh, this one. We each are human being, not human doing. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I mostly speak in memes. Memes are my love language. They are. <laughs> she sends me memes. Show us the picture. I did. I reckon there's got to be memes in Egyptian hieroglyphics. We just wouldn't get the joke. Yeah. Mm. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Maybe all the maybe all the Egyptian hieroglyphs are going to be. They're like. <laughs> Civilizations come and go, Donald and Trump. ours will leave. But when we are gone, they're gonna think the craziest shit about these pictures. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna think the craziest. None of this shit happened. Well, they were just, I wish I was there to see it. They were just getting around. They were just getting getting high on cannabis, and then they were like, "Let's draw some pictures on the walls, guys." Well, Cleopatra was doing like coke and all kinds of oh. cool shit. Oh. Coke? Yeah. There was Coke Hi-coke. back then? Cocaine, oh, yeah. because yeah, the yeah. plants existed forever. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. seen how they make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no I idea. Yeah, it's an interesting little process they got going on. Mm. It looks interesting. Yeah. The meme blonde you were talking about, Antonika. Oh, is there a picture somewhere? Um, this is fine meme with the do- Oh, Brittany's favorite meme is... With the this fire. is fine with the dog. Yeah, I like that one too. And the nope with the... Have you seen oh, that the one? monster? No, nope. and it's a like kaiju, and he's just like leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope, nope. That one answers a lot of things. Oh, okay. What's this? Kombucha, Kombucha girl. girl. Yeah, uh, that's the girl that I was speaking about. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. Mm. Anyway, moving yeah. on from memes. Moving on, we'll move on from memes. How do we get to memes? I'm not sure. What yeah, do you mean? 
meme. Oh, because we're talking about language. When yeah. you want to yeah. say yes, but you want to say no. What do you mean? Let's what just sing. do you mean? I'm singing. So what else, guys? Mm, what did we learn? Did we learn anything? Did we learn anything today? I learned that you're happy. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Happy. <laughs> what did you guys learn? Put it in the comments. What's one little thing? Maybe it's that you learned that you want cat ears. Maybe it's not. Oh. Maybe oh, it's something else. Oh, oh, okay. Here, here's what it is. Here's why I'm calm. Here's where my calm has come from. I have learnt that I do not know what I do and don't have to do, but I used to worry about what I might have to do. And now I don't worry about that anymore because if I have to do it, if I really have to do anything, I won't have to wonder about it. Mm. I will know. Mm, I like it. Do you understand it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, mm. I've begged out for a minute. You're, you're not in conflict with with not knowing what you have to do. You're 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 content with the fact that you don't know what you have to do. So if something comes up, you'll know yeah. that you have to do it. Yeah, because you'll feel that you have to do it in yeah. that moment. So I just focus on doing what I want to do because I don't want to do anything bad, mm. and I don't want to make anything bad happen to anyone. So I've sorted that out. I don't have I don't have any like resentment or anger or hatred that I want. Like there's 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 um, there's not a I don't have anybody to punish. There's nobody I want to punish. There's nobody that I think like. You not that I'm saying that. You punish yourself all the time. Yeah. Not that I think that people that, that people don't do any bad things, mm. but I'm just not interested in getting revenge for anyone, which doesn't isn't the same as like I don't care about any bad things that happen, mm. but I am not surprised by any bad things mm-hmm. that happen, and so I'm. Um, I'm not trying to do anything bad, which means that I don't mm. feel guilty for doing what I want because I know I only want good things. Mm. And then I just do what I want and I consider what I might have to do. In the back of my mind, there's all these things that like I might have to do this or this situation will come up and I might have to do that or I might not be able to avoid this thing. Like I don't really want to do this particular thing and maybe I can't avoid it and it will come around, you know? So like I'm not hiding. I don't feel like I've got my head in the sand Mm. either. I'm not hiding from these things. I'm not pretending that certain obligations and things aren't there or don't exist, but... If I have to do it, I'll know because I won't be able to get away from it. If Whatever yeah. you have to do, you won't be able to get away from. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Um, so you're, you don't fear missing out on anything? No. I Not anymore. To, I used to have a really strong fear up until recently that... Not that I would like... Like, I didn't really understand what this fear was. I didn't really know how to pinpoint it. But I've stopped having this fear. I think because my life has sorted itself out and I'm mentally in, like, such a better place and I've got families and friends that I can rely on and I can can have to help me. Um, And I've created this lifestyle that I really enjoy. For about... For a couple of years, I had this real, like, fear of someone trying to take it away from me. 
Mm. And I think it's because it was so bad before and now it's so good. I'm more, I was worried that I was living out of fear that this was going to be ripped out from me. So I had to rush through it. Mm. Um, and I don't, and especially when I took the kids out of school, I also had it come back to at me again because I was like, what if they say I'm not good enough? And I have to, then I have to take it back and I, and they take this away from me sort of thing. And I stopped realizing that people weren't trying to get me. And it was like a bit of a victim mentality thing and that people weren't looking at me because they're too worried about what they're doing. Mm. And so that I came to this like acceptance and like real clarity about like, nobody wants to take this away from me. Nobody wants to actively hurt me. I don't want to hurt anyone else. Like you were saying, if I don't have any ill towards and intentions and feelings about myself, I don't have them about the world outside of me either. And so over the last few years, I've been able to like really integrate that. And now that I have all this like little lifestyle that I've created, I've had to accept that to make it, to make me feel the way I imagined it would feel mm. essentially. Like mm. I actually had to work on creating the feeling that I expected from this, which was comfort contentness and acceptance and realizing that no one wanted to remove this from me yeah it's if interesting we, if we don't delude ourselves into thinking that we understand what punishments other people do and don't deserve then we also on the other side of that coin won't have to live in fear of the punishments we think are coming for us mm. yeah that's i was waiting to be punished for something i feel like and then um i don't know why i just because I felt like I was always doing... You're naughty girl. Well, yeah, I felt like I was always doing the wrong thing, I think. And I think that's ingrained in us really mm. young, that we're never on the path that other people set for us. Mm. And the best way to deal with people and yourself is to meet them and yourself where you're at, not where you expect yourself to be, not where you expect anyone else expects you to be, not even where you really expect you to be, but just like literally where you and other people are at. Yep. It's acceptance, mm -hmm. kind of. And I also got to which I didn't realize was unique at the time as I was growing up but I got a bit of a unique upbringing to most people in that I so I think a lot of uh, in terms of like maybe not just not just specifically just like parents but anybody that cares for anyone or or, or feels like they have people in their life that they like not necessarily responsible for but like you know like take care of want to be caring and nurturing of um i can't remember <laughs> you're just talking for the sake of the way no no Red no Wolf was right you had, you had a great upbringing you need oh yeah 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 so i think heaps of people heaps of people put pressure on themselves to remove obstacles from other people's way and particularly so the the way that i engage with that the most is as a father and so like i think lots of parents um feel like they need to work super super hard to make sure that they get themselves into a financial situation where there are no financial obstacles in the way of their children so that any opportunities are not blocked that mm -hmm. that that they live a life open to all opportunity you know so um and i thought most people grew up the way that i grew up and i i grew up in a very fortunate situation in that like i didn't grow up in a super rich family but mm. like 
I never ever went without. There was never anything I couldn't try. Like I, I grew up in this in a, a pretty golden existence. In that, like everything was available to me. Everything was possible. And you were the youngest of to me. Like, heaps older siblings as well. So you were like. Mm. Yes. Yeah. The loved one. And so I think a lot of parents feel like the opportunities or the type of life that their kids are going to go off and leave lead is massively dependent on them being able to provide a as little obstruction from opportunity Mm. growing up as possible. But then most of the people that I grew up around turns out weren't in that situation. Mm. And I regardless of that have still ended up in the same place as a lot of the people that I grew up around that didn't grow up with the same Mm. opportunities and stuff as me and so it just didn't really make a huge difference so like even though it was awesome for all of the effort that a parent can go into to making sure that they work so hard and get like a really good job and a ni- a really nice house and that like you know like just the the best of everything and look not best of everything but the most security. comfort security and comfort security and comfort does not necessarily mean that your kids are going to grow up and then leave that secure comfort household and then carry on security and comfort for the rest of their (laughs) life they're actually gonna have to dive off the cliff still at some point and so you have to learn to fly yeah so i don't put that same level of pressure on myself i don't know why i was talking about that uh where i came from learnings Learnings. I yeah, don't know, man. Can't remember. That's all right. I, it was still informative. It attached to something that you were saying. I can't remember. Um, this happens sometimes. Yeah. I'm very unclear today. I feel very unclear. But yeah. I don't feel confused. I just can't articulate what I'm trying to... This has been you over the last few days, though. Yeah. Like, yesterday you were just talking at me and I was like, huh? Well, what are we talking about Marvel? Like, why are we talking about DC again? How did you re- you referred DC back to our life somehow? It was amazing. Well, that's what like I was saying before about how like it's I'm treading this thin line between coming across like I just don't care and I care m- massively, but like I just have um less which we would not seem that way on this show, but I just have like less to say. Mm. I think that was a giant child's hand. Oh, really? I have left to Maybe. say, and I feel like um, I'm just repeating myself. Maybe a lot you are. Now. No, I, I am, because everything is actually just so simple. There's oh, one yes. answer. Oh, yes. You know? Oh, yes, I see. Yeah. How I feel about this? You've been quiet over here. Cause There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-mm. No, that's I like that. That's good. Yeah, and hey so guys. I'm not I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Which means that sometimes when I engage with people, I'm the only thing that I worry about is that I'm coming across like I just don't give a fuck about what anybody's saying because n- nothing surprises me. Mm. I think these cards are going to surprise you. They don't. No. <laughs> they don't surprise me. <laughs> like a card reading, please put your heart in there. I will do the YouTubers. Mm-hmm. One in a minute. Yeah. How are you feeling about your rants? I think 
I can put it into a sentence. Okay. All How right? long's the sentence? Is All this right. like one of that lecture would be like there's a run on sentences here? I've learned <laughs> I've learned enough to know that I don't know anything but to be surprised by nothing, which means that when something happens, it doesn't not surprise me because I was like, I knew that was gonna happen. Common. It's not like I knew that was gonna happen, it's like well, yeah, that would happen, wouldn't it? Mm. Full stop. Yeah. And so that's where I am right now. And it's a really hard, not hard, but it's, 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 uh, it makes me feel a bit weird because it's hard to live in the world like that. It is. And you can either just like enjoy it yeah. or not. Yeah. It's either a problem or it's not a problem. Yeah. Yes. It can be demotivating. It can be mm. demotivating because you're like, well, what's the point? Mm. I went through a long period you, of time. You were like saying that. a few weeks ago that you just wanted to go sit in a cave. Yeah. Mm. Like my favorite thing to do at the moment is to just sit in the backyard up as high as you I can. You haven't even showed me the backyard and just yet. Okay, what? you're going to come see the backyard. It's, it's not great. not that special, but there's a spot <laughs> I like to sit in. Um, in the chicken yard. Well, I just like because mm. I go back to my caveman, mm. right? My inner caveman. I'm like, what if I? What do my caveman ancestors? What would they think about this right now? And so, if I was a caveman, I'd be sitting up there, going like, on your mountain. There's a house down there. I live in that. <laughs> no one's coming to take that. We're not under siege. There's no like fighting or like you know crazy crime going on around me. If I walk in there, there's food in there. If the food runs out, I can go and get more. I don't have to kill anything myself. Um, well, I guess as long as I don't discover that internet thing that's in my pocket right now, um, this is paradise. This is paradise. White trash paradise. White trash paradise. Right. Yeah. So I live in I live in a paradise, and I actually am constantly realizing that like constantly dialing back my level of expectation of what I think is required to keep that going. Hmm. And so like for all of my effort, so a lot of the effort I think that we put uh, uh, effort and stress that we put ourselves under is to try and enhance the situation that we're in. But I'm realizing that like, it really can't get much better than this. Mm. I mean, it can get fancier. The house can get mm. fancier mm. or the food can get fancier or whatever. We'll have a dishwasher maybe. But regardless of what level of fancy it is, whether it's fancy or whether it's a bit shabby, if it's fulfilling the need, then the need's fulfilled. And then the rest outside of that is just fashion. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah. And so it can be demotivating knowing that like, so I spend most of my time sitting up there and I sit there for like way too long until it gets to the point where it's like, okay, well, Makes it's really good that I'm appreciating all of this, but I will have, to, if I do not leave this spot, this stuff will potentially crumble down around me because I need to go and just like spin that, go spin that plate again or whatever. Like the amount of plates that you have to have spinning in your life to keep your life going there's less of them less of them are necessary than you think think yeah so i'm always like removing things from my You're taking things off the top of the life plates. well breaking up i'm breaking up with things letting things like le letting letting things well done. go well done yeah you brought that right round. Yeah, yeah 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 well it's all breaking you. up because you break up with yourself all the time. You break up with your ideas all the time. Sometimes it's really hurtful because some of your ideas in your head, especially 
some of the ones that you're scared of are like, no, 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 need to worry about that. Mm. Yeah. What's the next thing you're going to worry about then? Um, What's the thing that you're worried about the most right now if you're not really worried? <laughs> probably just... Contradictions, man. Probably just... Probably just... Um, the only thing that I don't know is like... Well, the way that we live now... has only been going for quite a short while this this in this house no i mean like humans humans. and even even saying that like um we live in a really fortunate country that is not without issues but it's pretty fortunate and you um if you can uh turn off the noise of worrying about how people are maybe judging you for your situation you've got unless unless you're in immediate danger you've got way more time uh you've got way more time to think about your next move than you think you have not everything Mm. is as urgent as you think it is um and so this fortunate position in time in this fortunate part of the world that we happen to live in is still kind of a new idea and who knows how long it's going to be around for and how long it's really going to work you know like but what about the bills that's what i mean <laughs> yeah. but they just take care of themselves yeah they just take care of themselves you're not worried about it even if you don't pay pay the whole amount or whatever like it just it takes care of itself but when you die they just wipe the debt the only time um, might as well not pay it. The only the only <laughs> time the only time <laughs> I don't worry anymore. The only time debt kills people is when people kill themselves over having one. The debt doesn't kill people. People's perception that they'll never be able to get out of it kills people. Yeah. Money doesn't kill people. People's ideas about their relationship with money kills can kill people. Like a gun. Yeah. So it's not like a gun. You know, and I think also we're increasing because we do live in a in a pretty comfortable country where uh we think we need a lot more to survive than we do and you would be surprised you would be surprised at what you would be able to do if you actually had to so stop looking at everyone else's backyards and worry about your own yeah pretty much yeah i got red wolf's cards here would you like me to read them okay so where's the music i don't know Um, Samara said, sorry, Samara, it's not you, it's me. Let's all take a moment to break up with ourselves. Yeah, I do too, Samara. (laughs) Samara's like, Sean's voice is so soothing. I keep zoning out of what he's saying. Me too. Happens a lot. So does he. (laughs) So does Sean. He he forgets what he's talking about. You guys going to have a game of... I think so. While I do this. That's a good idea. Smash it. I love tic-tac-toe. Do you? Mm -hmm. Because I know how to win. Okay. Are you going to throw a tantrum? <laughs> yes. I am excited. <laughs> All right, Red Wolf. I'm using my Rebecca Campbell cards today. I'm going easy on myself. It's not as much interpretation sometimes. However, there we go. Now it feels right. Brandon said he had his heart in first. Did he? Can you please check that? 
He did. He, did he? Yep. <laughs> it's like I unconsciously did that. You've gone Where? past it. Oh, well, see, that's because it was a heart with comments. No, don't go down. <laughs> it's a heart above Red Wolf's. Oh. Yeah, see, it was a heart with a comment. I looked at that and I said, I thought you wrote, love this. But Red Wolf has gone first, so I'm sorry, Brandon. You're next, Brandon. You're next, I promise. I don't want to read cards for you, you that were meant for Red Wolf. Brandon, right. it might not be what you thought was going to happen, but it is what happened. It's going to be glorious. And just. That's mm. it. All right, so... You are needing into some devotion to something, um, Red I don't... Demo, what's going on? Oh. I got distracted. <laughs> Did you just forget that part? Yeah. There we go. Devoting... Uh, tuning into the portal of your heart. So this is about, about devoting yourself to yourself. Um, figuring out where you need to lie this devotion. But I did a second card for you because I kind of wanted to know what that was about for you. I think it's got something to do with your little environment and your condo that you're in um, because it's talking about creating heaven on earth. And I know you like to stay home and I think you've, and you've been working a lot on your home environment. There's something you need to devote yourself on in there. And um, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm speaking about, which is cool. All right, Brandon. Let's do yours, man. All right, I'm glad we kept your mind entertained for a little while. All right. Damn oh, it. No one can see. You need to move it closer. <laughs> if you move it this way, they'll be able to see. Damn it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, excuse my BO, everyone. Oh, Pongy. I like I kind of like it. I can't smell it. Oh, that's good. Must be just me then. <laughs> All right, Brandon. All right, Brandon. So, your card is telling me that you are ready. That you're, you've got you've been preparing. So, this is the Age of Light card. Would you mind, Adam? Age of Light. You've been training for this for lifetimes. So, you are upset and confronted by the death of your or the upcoming death of your dog and as I said to you yesterday that we kind of are there cannot be life without death and your dog would not want you to feel sad for weeks and weeks about his death because dogs are innately happy little creatures like and they Bimo. just yeah like Bemo you know they just want you to be happy they want nothing but to please you and so, you've been training for this. You, you, you've been preparing over the last couple of weeks for what's going to happen. And what you get to do with that is you, you got to choose that. Sorry, I'm being distracted by the little facials that are going over here. Because Sean's like... <laughs> it's so easy, Sean. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he wants to win against you so bad. Oh, yeah. He's, He's got it now. Yeah. All okay. right. EJ, let's do yours. Mm. Very good. Thank you. You, you learned that very quickly. Sorry, it's distracting. No, it's fine. Normally I don't have to try that hard because I play this against um, young children. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to try when you're doing it with kids, you know. All right. EJ, you got pillar of light. Your vibration is rising. You are the oracle. Tap into that intuition today or this week. I think you're already doing that. You've been on a pretty good little journey of late and I think that you are aware that you have all of the knowledge that you need inside of you because, let's be honest, we know that you do. Um, 
confirmation for you. This is, you are doing the right things. Keep making stuff happen. All right, Brittany Whitty. Yeah, Avril, it was a paragraph. It was more of a novel than a paragraph. <laughs> Winner! You win! What's okay. the trick? Um, the trick is to make a triangle. Right. There's another one, but I can't remember right now. Oh. It's like, how did you learn that trick? Um, YouTube it it? Just No, just like practice. <laughs> just really I like it. I really just liked playing that when I was a kid. <laughs> okay, Brittany. There we go. All right. Council of Light, Divine Orchestration, Helpers in the Subtle Realms. So this card is about accessing your... I don't interrupt these two playing their game. This is about uh, using all of the intuition, all of the spirit guides, if you turn to spirit guides, um, all of the wisdom from all of the oracles and all of the planets and all of the universes and all coming the into men. one and all the king's men um, are there to support you. What? Go on. And all my whores. <laughs> God. Oh, God. But, yes, this card is all about um, the everything should be aligning for you if you actually pay attention to it. So the people in the realms, if you believe that there are people in the realms, connect whatever is them. there, you can connect with them. And, yeah, they can help guide you a little bit. There's, like, a little bit of everyone there. There like, is. I think there's a Jesus. I think there's a Mary there. Yeah. I think there are women. Is that right? They're not, there's a lot of women. It's about half and half. Yeah. So there's like a little Buddha dude on there. Connect with your spirit guides. Yeah. So They'll essentially, that's well, they are, that's essentially. There's some really good um, meditations on YouTube. I did this really cool meditation that took me to the Akashic Records realm and took me up there and gave me a soul name and all that stuff. You got a soul name? Yeah, I got a soul name. <gasps> mm-hmm. Is is I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Cool. I know. Which is Anthony Mascaria, which was weird too. Oh yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess that's my name then. Nice. I was like, I'll take it. It's a good one. What's your soul name? Sean. He's a dumb one. Projected twin. <laughs> Makes sense. Do you have yeah. one? Uh, name is required until no name is required. Well. So no name. No name. Yeah. None at all. That was something I read. So I like that. it just inspired me. No, my last up. name was uh, Master Toot. Mustard Toot. How did you get that name? Where did you get it from? It just came. I don't know. I just saw it in my vision. Yeah, right. I like that. It's come through the visions. Mm-hmm. All right. Like you had a vision of... You dreamt about the thing that happened. <laughs> exactly. Oh, which is funny because I had I, a funny I dream also, about that. I have... A, I'll tell you about it after. I also had a dream that um, the new there was a new podcast set up. Ooh. What did it look like? It was like three chairs in a row and then like chairs on the ground kind of thing. Okay. Obviously. Seated. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Were they on the roof? <laughs> Wait, I used to have chairs. That would on be my, so much easier. Chairs on my roof, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> chairs on the ground and it was just like a big long table with all this stuff. And Imagine if they had like a little cozy out. sit down. Mm. Well, you guys had a cozy sit down before I this one. I did like that. Mm. We've been considering doing that again. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. Won't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to... Sometimes Sometimes I start to feel, like, irritation um, be, uh, because we're, ha- we're having this, like, cool conversation. But 
this just isn't set up in a conversational mm-hmm. way and so you can't quite like I want to the best conversations are the ones that you sit back into mm-hmm. then you get cozy and but the way that this is set up you're like leaning in sort of thing so yeah all right we need to find some chairs mm. comfortable ones anyway it's Kira's turn all right Kira this is very clear for you and I think maybe discuss this recently boundaries where do you need to establish better boundaries um which is pretty clear uh, it could be boundaries what does boundaries mean so boundaries is like so i when i think about boundaries i always refer back to like a teenager right so a teenager say say i say to tosh um you can't have more than two mates over right um, and then he'll rock up with three mates and one of them's a good friend that I know. And then so I'm like, all right, you can come in, come on in. And that's him pushing the boundary a little bit, right? And then next time it'll be four people and he'll push it a little bit more. And then I'll go, hmm. And then he'll push it one more time and I'll go, hmm. Then I have to reel that boundary all the way back in and then he'll try and push it again and again until we sort of negotiate over time. And so your boundary might stretch out further than you imagine, but you always have the opportunity to bring it back in and restart. But every time you restart, I find that you are more in a negotiation with creating the boundary with another person. And so, like, it, in my head, pushing a boundary literally is like snapping, pushing a rubber band out, right? And you're at the centre and you've gone, no, this is as far as it stretches. And someone comes along and is like, no, you stretch a little bit more. And then you're like, no. Mm. And then they're like, no, we'll stretch it out here. And then you're like, no, let's, how about we just stretch it to here? And then so that's the stretching. Yep. And like boundaries are never set. Like you, I think the thing that people get upset about when people push their boundaries is they're like, no, that's my boundary and that's acceptable. And it's like, not if that's not acceptable to the other person. You always have to make neat negotiate your own boundaries when it comes to boundaries with other people because other people's expectations and boundaries are different too. And so you have to, you don't necessarily have to change your boundary, but you have to accept that your boundary might not be that for someone else and that therefore there is a negotiation that has to take place. What do you think of that? Yes. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Yes. All right. Shari Leah, let us do this. It's like when um, sometimes Sean brings too much DC conversation into our conversations. Boundaries. Boundaries. Pushing them. I'm like, wait, what? We're talking about this? Sometimes it's really interesting, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Shari Leon. All right. You got dance with life. How have you been feeling recently and how can you change your mindset or change your energy or change your vibration or change the way that you're thinking or feeling about the world or situation that you're in changing your energy could be as simple as going and dancing or taking up dancing changing your energy could be going for a walk and so like it could apply to a bigger overarching idea in your life where something's not working you need to change it it might be something drastic or it might be as simple as actually like i'm not feeling good right now what can i do to change my energy and adapt like and and use that to consistently change how I feel in a good, positive way, essentially. Who's next? Avril. In a good, positive way. Why? Avril, did you do Avril? No, I'm doing her now. Do it, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Connect three. Tell me my future, please, internet lady. <laughs> <laughs> Can you scroll back up, please? 
I like to be able to see the person's name when I'm reading for them. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know your preference. Yes, that is my preference. I like to see the colours and I like to see the person. Alright. So, you must be coming up against something a little bit. But for you, you need to know that this is actually something you know how to do already. You know how to resolve this thing that's popping up for you. Um, because you've been training for this for lifetimes. Whether you think that that is your immediate past life or an actual past life in which you lived in another reality in a different realm. Some people believe that we've been training for this the whole way along. And I kind of believe that as well. I think that regardless of whether you believe in past life or like recent, whatever it is that you believe, I think that we, every step of the way is training us for the next step. And you know how to do it. It says right here. <laughs> Alrighty, who's next? Samara? Yeah. Yes, there it is. Alrighty, I shall tell you. Should Samara break up with Samara? Ooh. Ooh, you got double whammies here. Alright. <laughs> it's a real big, it's gonna be a real big story. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Samara, uh, what you need to currently know is that you are currently creating heaven on earth for yourself. Um, but in order for you to continue to do that easily and comfortably, you need to also change, do something to change your energy. So perhaps this is like you've come here because you're at uni now and sometimes you get a little distracted at uni and maybe the procrastination problem is a thing. Perhaps changing your energy uh, around that is actually something to think about. Like if you're procrastinating and that's a problem for you, maybe you just need to go for a walk because then it, re you, it gives you the ability to re-establish what creating heaven on earth is going to be for you and procrastination gets in the way of that. I feel like that might be it for you. Okay. I could be wrong. could be about something completely different, but I feel like that that's correct. Well, you know, yesterday when we were going, take, we took the dogs for a walk. Yeah. And... Um, uh, Harla said, well, how come whenever you let Bimo off of the lead, she doesn't listen to you? <laughs> and I said, it's because she's making the most out of every second of freedom that she's got mm -hmm. because she knows that it's going to come to an end soon. Mm -hmm. And she may also be tricking herself into thinking that this is my last chance. This is my last yeah. chance. He's going to put the lead back on soon. And I'll never do this again. And then I'll never get this chance again. And so that's kind of like procrastinating. Sometimes we procrastinate because we actually... Uh, I never used to understand this. Well, they were saying that, that procrastination, the meme of procrastination is that procrastination is the um, avoidance of your own death. But mm. I think it kind of more so means that you're living in light of your own death. And so sometimes we'll procrastinate because we have accidentally not left ourselves enough space in our life 
to just do whatever. And so then this energy of like, look, I just need to just not be on the path for a second. I just need to not be like, mm-hmm. mani- like manifesting or whatever or planning or making the best use of my time or whatever. And so if you don't have time to waste, then you'll just waste your own time. Yeah. Because you don't know when you're going to get more time to waste again. Because because yeah. it's got so much to do. I'm supposed to be doing so many other things. So many other things. Mm. This card's a bit of a theme. So I'm doing something today that's going to change my energy. But so is Michael by the looks of it. Time for a change in energy. Time to mix it up, Michael. Um, it would seem that this is a bit of a theme, and usually when that happens, I take this as a cue that I need to change my energy. I'm changing my energy today by taking the kids to the library for the afternoon and doing my work there um, because I would normally wouldn't do that because I will allow the children to allow me to allow them to allow me to procrastinate and not get things done that I'm supposed to have been done. So it seems like for a lot of us today, Changing up our energy is a good thing. How will you guys change your energy today? I changed... I've been changing my energy by um, being way more careful about what I agree to. Mm. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and sometimes making riskier decisions. So, like, recent this weekend I played the highway and over the last week I decided that I'm not playing anywhere else in Adelaide except for the highway for these types of gigs anyway the sort of three hour play a bunch of covers play a bit of your own stuff whatever and so I had this mindset of like well I have to play any and every gig that gets offered to me because I need to do as many gigs as possible because I need to accumulate as much money as possible and if I if I only did the gigs that I like then I wouldn't get enough money so I need to do gigs that I don't like and then I decided against that I was like maybe I actually don't have to do that what's going to happen if I decide against that and mm-hmm. so um, now I feel my energy feels different because I don't feel trapped into things that I don't don't really have to do mm. you know like just because I'm a musician doesn't mean I have to do every gig that gets offered to me or just because you're like a, a visual artist or whatever and someone's like hey can you do a mural a mural of this like, and you know that whole concept of like well if you're an artist like like why wouldn't you want to take that any whatever pays is what you'll do you know and it's like well I, I don't do that I don't do murals. Yeah, just because I sorry. school doesn't mean I love I don't kids. do murals. Or sorry, I don't do, I don't do quiet acoustic in the corner of your restaurant. I do loud electric in the corner of your beer garden, or whatever, mm-hmm. or at your event, or on your oval, or blah blah. Mm-hmm. And so by saying, by not agreeing to things that I don't want to do, I've actually created more space for more of the things I want. Mm-hmm. And then you get more. Okay. Yeah. How are you going to change your energy? I don't know. You're in transition at the moment. Yeah. Mm. I just yeah. did your card reading now. Is this for me? Yeah. Cool. Training for this for lifetimes in your past. You're yeah. aware of that. I like triangles. <laughs> I've just recently decided that. Um, yes, you've been training for this for, to, for lifetimes. This is your present card. Where are you being called to journey to? So this is like open like look at all the doorways you've got here mm. you've got so many doorways you just gotta swim across this a little bit it's not very deep 
easy. I love swimming. Yeah, and you don't have to go out too deep. Just good. Stay no chest. Chest, chest is good. <laughs> don't go out too deep. There's a bit of Stonehenge there too. Mm. Uh, yes. And then in the future, you got Lemuria creating heaven on earth. It's happening. So whatever the journey is, wherever it takes you, it's your own heaven on earth as long as you create it that way. Yeah. I think you knew that already. Thanks, Neeks. You're welcome. <laughs> do you want one? All right. If Mr. I'm never surprised. You, you can do one. Won't oh my surprise God, we're eight me. eight minutes over. Yeah. But we started a little bit late. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Do you want past, present, future? Okay. Right. Surprise me. We'll do this he for you and care. the YouTubers. No, he's like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Alright. <laughs> so they the same cards. Did you guys see me shuffle those? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did though, and I pulled them out of different holes. I'm gonna have to watch that back. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I shuffled. Did I not shuffle? Surprised. Did I shuffle these, or was that not actually a thing that happened? It doesn't matter, though, really, does it? Maybe they didn't need to be shuffled. I'm <sighs> so weird. Okay, so the exact came, same cards came up for Sean. So I'm just not going to bother going up through that because I think we all know. Where are you being called to journey to? Inward. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Inward. Yeah. yeah. Why inward? Um, because I have been in an observational state for a really long time and I've just been observing outside of me for ages and just sitting there. I've I think I've turned accidentally turned my life into a constant state of meditation. Yeah. <laughs> and so something will happen around me which is why it's difficult to talk to me at the moment because things will be happening around me and then I will go back back to state back back to center back to center back to center Which but i'm not nice. doing it on purpose it's just become a, a habit um which is why the kids are like what's wrong with dad yeah just why isn't he grumpy you've been grumpy you, for so long know, do you want to know what my only fear is what is it my only fear is that these things that i and it's not really a fear because i'm coming around to accepting this as well is that um my only I think the thing that I'm wary of is that I'm approaching a point where I don't even need to do the things that I like because I've done them and so then I'm like what am I going to do now but like I know what I, I, I'm on this path that I've been on for a long time like a creative mm. path and whatever and stuff and I'm like I actually don't even know I really don't need much you need to be an ant or something. Yeah. <laughs> or a butterfly. I'd love to be a, a bird. Mm. You do like watching birds. Mm. There's always birds. Yeah. It's always talking about them. So That's yeah, I think great. I need to go inward. I think I need I think the inner world is more shocking than the outer world, I mm. suppose. So mm. go in. Go in, guys. Yeah. Stop observing. All the way in. Mm. Well, no, don't stop observing. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. There's no mandate. I have no... I have plans. I have goals. But no no real needs. I don't know. You stand around the hallways watching me a lot. Seems like you've got big needs. Uh, I'll just... Yeah. <laughs> That's desire. <laughs> there was a meme that I saw. And it was like... No, it was a TikTok. Sorry. God. 
and it's like show show me that your husband wants to have sex without showing me that your husband wants to have sex and it's just like this man standing around like hey <laughs> hi <laughs> just just watching just here if you want <laughs> it's like that but it's cute it was cute. i'll show you that to you later yeah we're done we are done we finished Did. it we did now one. I'm going to have to go back and see if I shuffled the cards. <laughs> <laughs> that's upsetting. Samara says, don't run away, run inwards. Rumi. Yeah. I was reading a lot of Rumi yesterday. It was lovely. Oh. Never heard of Rumi. You have Can seen it. Rumi? She's got those little white books and she writes little poems with cute little quirky pictures. Great. Yeah, poetry. I'll show you um, Yeah. Land of Milk and Honey. The Milk and Honey one. She's got one called Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, which means that, so if I do that, it just means I'm just only going to get weirder. I think I'm just going to get a lot weirder from here. Weird is great. Way weirder. Weird, weird actually means extraordinary. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've realized that I'm not more important than anybody else, but I'm not really like anybody else that I've met. And I think I've a lot of... No I, one is like I, I think I've tried to. I think I've tried to be more relatable than I am, mm. and I think I'm about to embark on a journey which is just going to make me way less relatable which which the downside to that is is that my existence is going to be a lot lonelier but also more fulfilling yes i didn't leave the youtubers but i could just leave it as that oh my god he should do those what do you mean you don't want to listen to my voice samara I always get surprised when people say that I have a soothing it's, voice because when I hear my voice, all I hear is like Fran Drescher, like the nanny. <laughs> I mean, it can get that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do find your voice soothing too. I could do a sleep. I could do it. Okay. I'll do, do a, a sleep. Have you done that before? I've never done that before. Oh, actually, oh, you're trained in that. I did record. Yeah, yeah, I am. I have done it before. I've not recorded one before. No. I've done guided. Yeah, you like, should let me write it and you talk it. It'd yeah. be so funny. Like, can I have to do hypnosis now, and stuff? Shut your fucking mm. eyes. Shut your eyes. Shut them. Yeah. You idiot. All right. Don't think about that, you fucking turkey. <laughs> you fucking turkey. Your mum is disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what mine would say. Ah, oh, that's the one, Rumi. Rupi Kerr. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I got that wrong. Anyway, let's go. Oh, Rupi Kerr. Mm. Goodbye. We'll see you. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I f- totally forgot how to do this. Okay. Leave us a like. Thank you very much for watching. Please leave us a comment. Be subscribed if those are the best ways to support the show just by letting anybody and everybody in any way you can know that you watched it. And um, if you would like to do it again, it comes out every Monday. We do one episode every week. And if you would like to participate in being in our live chat for the recording of that episode, then head over to facebook.com forward slash heydimu. Make sure you're following and receive notifications for that and then you will be notified when we go live on Monday mornings at 10am Australian Daylight Savings Savings Time time. Hello Harlequin Do you want to say hello? Hello. Say say bye Bye (laughs) Bye